Hey guys, Justin Ledford here, and welcome to the Real Construction Owners Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing roofing in San Antonio and five ways to overcome obstacles and find success with James Bondock. Are you ready to start winning larger contracts? Contractors following what I teach are landing million-dollar government construction contracts, and the course that I've created for you will give you the exact blueprints that you need to succeed as a government contractor. It's a self-paced university, so you can complete all of it on the comfort of your own home. It includes 33 lectures, a 30-day challenge for you to win a minimum of $200,000 in contracts, a comprehensive digital manual, and exclusive online access to a private university. If you're interested, I'll leave a link down below. We'd love to have you join us. And now let's go ahead and begin Roofing in San Antonio, Five Ways to Overcome Obstacles and Find Success with James Bondock. Welcome to the Real Construction Owners Podcast, where we interview real construction owners doing big things to help you go from being a stressed out operator to becoming a thriving owner, crushing it in your realm. Today, we have a special guest right in my backyard out of San Antonio, Texas, James Bondock, the owner of Bondock Roofing, doing big things. We're going to talk about successes, failures, best processes and how he's been able to grow a retail construction business. So stay tuned. What's up, James? How you doing today, bud? Hey, man. How are you? Truly blessed and highly favored man living the dream out here in Costa Rica. There you go. I saw you just got back from an epic vacation. You, you were gone for how long? Yeah, we were gone for a little over two months, and we were in uh, Europe kind of bouncing around, and uh, yeah, it was epic. It was probably the most craziest thing we've ever done, and looking back, it was it was such a blessing. So yeah, it was it was uh, something something good to just, just scratch off the uh, the old bucket list. Very good. Mm -hmm. Europe is awesome, man. It's, it's got so much history. You know, you're just walking around or driving around or riding your bike around, you're just like, oh my God, look at that huge building in front of me. Exactly. I mean, everywhere you walk, everywhere you go, everything's picturesque. I mean, you want to take a picture of this or that or an alleyway or a door or a wall with a plan. Yeah. It's so crazy, yeah. you know, but then you come back home and it's like, oh, well, nothing to take pictures of here. But in yeah, here, wow. Everything, everything. I mean, I mean, yeah, my, my iPhone, I mixed out the memory on it. I had to like go back and delete old roofing photos and videos just to make space. Uh, it was lies. That's awesome, dude. So Let's talk about the business. Construction owners are our audience, and they're always looking for best processes. They're looking for to learn from people's painful mistakes. They're looking to learn, you know, how to grow and multiply and scale. With that being said, before we dive into all that, tell us your story. What were you doing before you got into roofing, and how did you get into roofing? Man, well, to be honest with you, I, I've been roofing all my life, even since middle school. Uh, we would help out our dad doing roof repairs, roof replacements. We, you know, we were, we were young and, hey, you know, here's a roof, tear it off. You know, we were those kids. My brother and I, we would do uh, that type of work for my dad and did that all through high school and then did that through college. It didn't work out in college, so I, I came back home. I'm oh, sorry. We did, we did that through college. We would roof through college. We would go to school, go to class all dirty, but then the next day we were on the roof. Um, and then, um, from there, I, it didn't work out in college. I went to, to A&M and I came back home, kind of took a break, you know, when I'm tired of roofing, tired of being on the roof. So I went to go work for a painting company for three years, um, did that, did a little bit of remodeling on my own. And then for some reason, something always just brought me back to roofing. Cause that's what I knew. People knew me as a roofer. Um, and then from there we're like, Hey, you know what, let's just try to 
take a take a stab at this and turn this into a company. So we started talking like one, acting like one, and before you know it, ten years later, here we are. Um, so yeah, roofing's always been in my blood. Before that, I just didn't do anything outside of roofing, and that's kind of all I know. So it's uh, it's one of those where I'm excited to uh, to be a roofer. I'm always proud to wear our logo on my chest, and uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. Love that. Now your company it has a presence in the San Antonio market. I've been out there chasing storms. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a storm chaser. Yes, I go after those insurance proceeds money. But I see you out there, just steady, just getting out there, making it happen. You got your company wrapped vehicles. How many vehicles you guys got wrapped now? Now I would say like eight. Right now, eight. We had a little bit more earlier this year, but yeah, we're down to eight. And what is the strategy behind that? Do you make each vehicle, is it a salesman who's running it or a, a, a handyman running it? Like, what is the strategy of how that's divvied out, those eight trucks? So pretty much if, if you work for a company, you're a W-2 employee. And uh, if you're a, a production guy or a sales guy, you automatically get a van from day one. Um, and it's one of those where, yeah, if, if you look look at the vans from the outside, they all look the same. They're all wrapped the same. They, every, everybody has a ladder on top. But the minute you go to the back and you open the two doors, you'll see really quick if it's a a, a van for a sales guy or a van for a, a production guy. Um, hmm. Obviously, the sales guys, they definitely keep their vans clean with samples and sample boards and um, paperwork. And some even have a, a small desk inside them. Um, and if you open up a production guy's van, you'll see one by two, shingles, caulking, dirty. I mean, it's uh, kind of a, a, a organized chaos inside the uh, production vans. And as far as sales guys go, what is the strategy? Because, you know, from other GoBundance bros, because we're both part of GoBundance for high net worth individuals. It's a mastermind. If you're not a part of it, you're a contractor, go to GoBundance.com, sign up for it. It's changed my life. I'm sure he's got good to say about it. Make sure you mention Justin sent you because they give me a little kickback. (laughs) But I'm curious because another GoBundance guy said that he treats each vehicle as its own P&L. And uh, Aaron Kretenberg out of Michigan, he has a irrigation business. What is your methodology for salesmen? Like, talk to us about the vehicle aspect and how to track the what they're producing, how to make sure they're, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, walk us through those processes of when you give a salesman a vehicle. Yeah, for sure. So we don't keep track of, uh, we don't have a P&L per vehicle. But when we bring on a sales guy, we have metrics that they have to meet and they have to follow. Um, obviously, they got to close at a uh, a certain percentage for repairs, certain percentage for closing. Uh, I'm sorry for replacements, and then per month they have a minimum. Uh, on the off season, it drops. During peak season, it goes up just a bit. Um, but for the most part, I mean, we're we're pushing our metrics based on that. And then outside of that, we're also looking for if they're a good fit for the company culturally. You know, in our in our in our eyes, we can bring in a rock star who can sell two, three, four, five million. But if the whole team hates them, we'll, we'll part ways, you know. But on the other hand, if we have a steady Eddie who's bringing in, you know, eight hundred to eight hundred a year, awesome with the culture, awesome with the company, always shows up on time to the appointments, no complaints, turns in the files, complete, um, gets Google reviews, just just does everything to the nine. We'll accept that over a rock star any day, any day. Impressive. So. What is the your your weekly kind of schedule as the leader of this organization? How do you, you know, who is in charge of like holding those salesmen accountable? 
That's me. I, I run the uh, I run the sales department, but as far as the whole organization, that's that's Eliza. She's our uh, our general manager, and I I quote unquote work under her, and then I work over her at the same time. So when I talk to her, I gotta kind of take my hat off for a sales manager, and then put my hat back on for a visionary. It kind of depends on the uh, on the tempo of the of that day. Do you have an integrator in your business, or was that is that her? That's Eliza. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, so some contractors who, you know, they're stuck in the one to 2 million, they don't know what to do next. You have to find the right people to fill different roles so you can take from being an operator and become an owner and tell our, tell our audience, what, what was a, what would an integrator or this general manager do? Like, what are their, this person's day-to-day task and their responsibilities? What do they oversee? What do they hold accountable, et cetera? Yeah, so so first and foremost, I mean, their their goal is just to get the vision of the visionary and then push it down to the team. And um, what they do is they manage, they oversee uh, the department. So this manager, this general manager, manages managers. And then yeah, every manager under her has their metrics, their scorecard. And if they're not hitting it, why not? What do we got to do to get there? Uh, so she's pretty much making sure that there's gas in the tank per se, or there's oil in the gears. Um, and if it's not one thing, it's another. And also, too, a big role of her is to to do uh, hiring. She does hiring. Uh, so she kind of has an idea of, like, who's coming in, who's going to work out, who's not, who's, who's going to be a good fit, who's not. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's what we that's what she does. But underneath her, all of us managers, we all have our own scorecard to hold each other, like hold each other accountable. And like I said, we run on the EOS model. And, and, yeah, we've been on the EOS model for, I would say, like maybe a little over a year, maybe a year and a half. And that's, that's also been a game changer. So we can all have a scorecard, keep the emotion out of it. And if something's not, not working or not happening, we always dive into, to why not, you know, the IDS portion of it. Um, and again, hold each other accountable, keep moving forward and just, uh, keep the whole entire uh, team on track. That sounds interesting. So I read the book rocket fuel and I've read the book who not how, and I'm a part of these masterminds and I just took bits and pieces from them and implemented into my business. But it sounds like you've actually invested and went through some course and brought your people through the course. Can you walk us through that, elaborate that a little bit? Because I'm curious. I want to do that. Yeah. So we actually hired a uh, a coach, an EOS coach. I forget what they're called. I don't have it at the top of my head, but the uh, uh, implementer? No. Either way, it's an EOS coach. And uh, we we visit with, uh, with, her name's Mary, and we visit with her every quarter and then she she shows us how to run the EOS model. So when we come back to work, we come back to our office. Uh, she's not here. We already have kind of like the layout of where to go, where we're headed. We put uh, uh, post posters on our walls to give everybody a, a good visual, a good vision of what we're working on that quarter, what we're, where we're headed in the next uh, six months to a year. What is our three-year target, 10-year target? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely an investment. But, again, it's it's uh, pushing us to be better, pushing us to, to uh, be more accountable, and just keeps everybody on the same page. And to me, I mean, that's that's uh, definitely a, a a high ROI just just in itself. I love that. Curious about your culture. What are some strategies, techniques, te- you know, things that you're doing, or you know, little things? Oh, we have this barbecue. Oh, we have this play day. Whatever. Like, what are things you're doing to instill culture within your organization? Oh, that's a good one. It ch- it changes, and I I know that's a weird a- answer to give you, but it changes based on the season, who's on the team, who's not. But if I were to give you an answer, it's it's way based up in front on the hiring process. It's it's one of those where if you want a happy culture, you got to hire happy people. You know, if you want a team that hustles, well, you have to hire, hire hustle. 
You know, if you, if you just don't, if you don't have that from day one, everything's going to be out of whack after that. Like when we have a team and we bring someone in that's just, you can just tell they're, they're not a good fit. The whole team can feel it. Not just me, not just Eliza, not, not the managers. I mean, the whole dynamic of the whole entire team feels it. And it's, it's so weird that, uh, that happens. I, I didn't even know that existed until, until a recent. So I would say coming out of the gate, number one is you got to hire, right? Uh, after that, we uh, we pretty much run the whole entire company remote as a team, but we definitely bring the team together once a week to to meet in person, and and we'll have games, we'll have breakfast, we'll have food, um, little things like that. We'll do a lot of one on ones where 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 us sales guys will be on the field and we'll meet for lunch, or us managers will meet for lunch. So a lot of coffee shops, a lot of lunches, just to kind of say hi, hey, how's everything doing, and just just literally like checking in and pouring into to each individual. Um, whether it's an employee or another manager and just, just saying, hi, how are things? Um, also with me as the owner, like, Hey, you know, how's, how's the company? What do we need to fix? What's broken? What have you, uh, struggled in the, in the, in the past 30 days and 90 days? Okay. Well, how do we fix that? So in the, in the future, 30 days, future 90 days, we don't, we don't have that again. And we burn you out or we give the impression where we're not listening. We're no, we're just kind of cracking the whip. Like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't run a culture like that. That's, that's for sure. So um, just little things like that. I feel that, that add up, you know, uh, one more thing that we do is every month we have a Dutch lunch where the whole entire company is invited to a Dutch lunch. We'll pick the location and everybody just goes, they pay for themselves. I mean, if you don't want to go, Hey, that's, that's cool. That's fine. Um, but yeah, just, just little things like that. It's, it's not a silver bullet, but it is something that we got to, uh, chase as far as like a moving target. It is something that we got to kind of keep an eye on and, uh, have little games where we, we uh, reward gift cards or PTO. Everybody's different. You know, everybody's values. People want money, you know, depending on what's going on in their life. Or, hey, if it's summer, people want time off. We'll give you a couple of days PTO and stick it on your on your deal. So it's 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 a hard question to answer, but I know what, what we're doing works for us. Uh, and it's kind of hard to, 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 like, pinpoint it because it's always, always different. I love that. Now, as far as, you know, a roofer. Roofers, they do insurance or they do retail. And... Me, I do insurance work and I do government contracts nationwide. Those are my two okay. things. For okay. yourself, for yourself, you do retail work. Like, and for me, I don't even know how that works. Like, how do y'all? How do you keep your phones busy ringing? Like, how do you go drum the business? What are, what are your strategies? So yeah, we're we're primarily retail, or we I should say we lead with retail. So if we go to your house and you you say, hey James, I have an insurance claim. We'll we'll go that route. You know, we can play the insurance game all day long. So I kind of say we're, we're hybrids, but we lead with retail. So it's one of those where, hey, if you want to ask me for us, we'll give it to you on the spot. Um, it's never, hey, we'll do it for the insurance proceeds or, hey, sign here, a contingency. Like, no, if you want to buy a roof from us, we know exactly what it costs down to the penny. Hey, here it is. Uh, if you like what you see, we'll get you on schedule. Or if you want to shop around, go ahead. Uh, if it's insurance, we got a supplement. We'll help you with that process. But it's one of those where we, we let the homeowner uh, lead on the insurance process and, uh, collecting depreciation. We put, we put all that on them. And I know that's not common. You know, a lot of contractors, they want to control the job from start to finish for insurance and whatnot, which works, works for them. And we do that sometimes too, especially for, uh, uh, older, older homeowners and whatnot. But we just, we just always lead with retail and it's always worked for us. It's a little bit different, but our guy, our guys love it. I like it. I love it. So it's, it's one of those. Are you doing, uh, a lot of these homeowners are they y'all have financing in place where it's like yeah, and it's so, okay. Who's your finance partner? Uh, Pazer. All right. It's a Pazer with GF. 
Okay. And are y'all uh and are y'all selling solar yet? Not yet. We do have that on our sites, and I I know I uh I see you on on social media with solar and this and that. So it is it is in our in our uh, our to do list to look into and kind of see what we got to do to to jump on the uh, on the bandwagon. Dude, it's awesome. Solar is amazing, especially if you're a roofer. They already trust you. They like you. They've given you your business, and you're the one who holds the warranty on that roof. So if you're not selling solar or at least offering solar, then you're missing out on a hundred, two hundred plus thousand dollars on profit that you could be generating as a parallel income stream. Okay. So that's what I got to say about that. And I've, like I said, spent years trying to figure it out, wasted tons of time, and then finally cracked the code. And we do have a service for contractors where all y'all have to do is schedule the appointment, get the electricity bill, make sure they have a 650 credit score or above, and and put it in a Calendly. And my closer will show up with your salesman to the homeowner. He'll be on a Zoom. Your, home, your salesman will be there or in Zoom with your homeowner. And the last seven out of 10 deals we've showed, we've closed. Nice. Uh, because the cost of, you know, energy's going up, inflation's going up, the government's giving 20, you know, 30% back right now. Uh, th- there's no better time. And I'd, I'd love to help you in my backyard. San Antonio is a, one of the best solar markets there are in America. And yeah, it's as simple as just Plugging y'all in, we have weekly trainings. We have uh, we have a training for your salesmen that we give access to them, to where they can just learn how to schedule like a free inspection for roofing. Okay. Well, it's a free energy analysis, and mm-hmm. then the salesman shows up with our salesman with the homeowner on a Zoom call, and we close about sixty to seventy percent of them. Wow, that's impressive. Okay, yeah, yeah, good info. Yeah, man. So, what's next for your business? Like, what are you gonna do next to 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 ensure that it grows. What's in the plan? Yeah. So one of the things that we're working on is we're looking to bring in a, a sales manager. We're already at that point. We've already been in business for so long. We're like, okay, we need to find a, a good sales manager to come in and just, just take us to the next level. That's, that's pretty much like our go-to next move for next year. Uh, again, I've been doing the sales and being the sales manager for, for a long time. And yeah, I feel like in order for us to get us to that next bump, the next, uh, Next year coming up, which is going to be a, a fun one, we, we need to be ready with uh, with the right talent, and the right person. And that sales manager is our is our next key hire. You have any key uh, like strategies on that on where you could find your sales manager? Not really. We're just kind of bouncing around the idea of do we bring in a sales manager who knows roofing, or do we bring in a sales manager who don't know anything about roofing? We're kind of like teeter totting with the idea, and then obviously the the, the applicants that come in, uh, we're kind of taking them one at a time and just just concentrating and slowing it down to where we can figure out again and are they going to work with our culture are they going to work um with the company and uh, again they have to be a, a, a good fit from from day one we don't want to force this particular hire <laughs> yeah having a sales manager is absolutely crucial because in order to grow your business you know you have people show up through the interview then they meet with the owner the owner sells them on the opportunity then they get dished off to the sales manager the sales manager then puts them through a 10-day training and every day they're going out, they're calling their friends and family, they're knocking 40, 50 doors a day, and they're generating business for your your company. Some of them are going to stick, some, most of them are not going to stick. But for, from those people, you're able to close a few solar deals, you're able to close a few roof deals, and most of them are going to quit, but you're going to find diamonds out of it. Like this year, we've already went through four or 500 applicants uh, in, the last, in the last few months, and we've only kept three or four of them, okay. but 
But out of all those, there was probably seven or eight hundred thousand dollars sold. The guy came in, he worked with us for two or three weeks, four weeks, and he scheduled a solar appointment for his grandma or scheduled a roof appointment with his auntie. And our sales manager closed that deal. Guy gets his commission and he's like, oh, this is not for me. So it's constantly recruiting, constantly recruiting. And that's what we are. You're, you're a recruiting business that's putting, you know, you're just take, you're putting hats on different people and giving different people opportunities to grow. So some good ideas for you. Aptive, recruit from Aptive, recruit from Alarm, recruit uh, do- your door-to-door alarm sales, recruit, recruit from Cutco. That's where I came from. Really? Recruit, yeah, recruit from direct sales businesses. Okay. Train that person how you want to be trained. Give them some type of like equity or like, hey, I'll give you X dollars a week if you produce this, 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 and that, and you have to do this, 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 and that. And I'll also give you, you know, 1% of the override, uh, the override on your whole team. That's what I did. And now here I am, Costa Rica, and I don't have to knock doors anymore. It's pretty epic. Yeah, it is epic. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So as far as a painful lesson, what's the story you got for us where you're like, oh, this sucks. I don't ever want to go through that again. Man, to be honest with you, uh, it, it's a weird one. I mean, our, our thing is uh, this year coming out of the gate, January 1, I mean, we had a beefy team. I mean, we had a lot of people. We were shooting for uh, 6 million in sales. But conservatively, we were like, hey, you know what? Let's just shoot for four and a half. That's within reach. That's where we see like, yeah, we can get there. Not, not, not without trying, but it's, 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 it's like right there. And then this year turned out to be a very dry year here, here in San Antonio. And yeah, we unfortunately slowed down around March. We had a dry summer. We had to do some layoffs. I mean, it, it stunk. So the, the fact that I didn't realize we were so weather dependent until this year. And when I say weather, I'm talking about rain. Not 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 wind, not hail, not not uh, tornadoes or hurricanes. Like just strictly rain, and that's it. Um, I mean, I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, I was on Instagram, and and I saw that this year in San Antonio, 2022 has been the driest year since like 1875. It's freaking something super crazy, and I was like, wow. Well, shoot, that explains a lot. But but yeah, the most painful lesson is just being so heavily reliant on rain. And I guess it's one of those where hey, you live and you learn, and Talking to other owners here in San Antonio, they're also experiencing the same pain. Talking to suppliers, they're also saying the same thing. So it's it's not one of those where, hey, it's my fault, but we're on the same boat. And if we don't learn from this this year, it's going to catch us again uh, in the future sometime. And uh, yeah, we're trying, to, we're trying to pivot. Amen, brother. Well, listen, I uh, I feel your struggle. That's why, like, you know, you, we always have to be leveling up and growing to getting to the next level because- one thing can take us out, you know, exactly. and you know, like Mike Tyson said, you're not, you don't know what, what it is until you get jabbed in the jaw. And then you're like, Oh shit. Like I got to wake up. Yep. And that's why I've invested in different roofing coaches, government contractors. And that's why now I teach this stuff because you know, I, I hate to see people struggle. You and I are in the ba- same, same backyard. And you know, you told me your story and you know, my story, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, and so like, I'm here as a resource and, you know, I want to see you succeed. And I would say like, you got to have that recruiting arm. You got to be selling more than just roofing retail. You probably, you're, you know, diversifying solar gutters, windows, that kind of stuff, commercial or government work. Mm-hmm. The, there's, there's so much opportunity out there. And I mean, Yo's company is 
kick-ass company. Like you can tell when I when I see y'all, I'm like, damn, they are really like legit. When I when I see y'all driving, this is a, a good company. So we all pray to the creator of for good rain and hell this year, of course, right? Of course, always. <laughs> now, with that being said, what would you say is one tip to a roofing contractor who wants to get to the two million, the three million dollar mark, but they're they're stuck just doing it all themselves? Like, how did you grow your departments? So, yeah. So, I guess I'm talking to another owner out there listening. So, if I can give them any advice, it would be to bring in uh, uh, key managers to run each department, whether it's marketing, production, accounting. I mean, always always delegate things and hand them off to the to the right person in line. And if you bring in the right managers, they build the right teams. And, and I feel like that has gotten so much off my plate so I can just concentrate on sales. And then now our next hire is a sales manager. And, you know, me for myself, I'm only one hire away from um, going to Costa Rica and hanging out with you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know? That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's it. Uh, and, and again, you're just hiring one person at a time, taking off a workload, taking off these duties. And, and you know, it's not a, a thing that's going to happen overnight, at least in, in my in my my opinion. But it's been 10 years and we're still working on it and we're still building um, and just, just with that, that's, that's allowed me to, to go to Europe for, for two months and just work two or three days a week, which was so awesome. But I mean, again, everybody's different and, and, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, just to delegate everything out and hire the right people. If, if I can give you the, the short answer. You heard it here, guys, James Bondock with Bondock Roofing. If you're looking for a great roofing contractor in the San Antonio, central Texas area, and you know, you want to grow with an organization who takes care of their people. James, how can they reach out to you guys for more information? So yeah, you can find me on Instagram, your two one zero roofer. Uh, if nice. I need, shoot me a message if I can help you out. If you're in the area, let me know. We can grab some lunch, some coffee. I'm pretty uh, pretty flexible nowadays. Uh, holidays are here, so we're kind of uh, winding it down and just getting ready for uh, for another year next year. So uh, so yeah, Instagram's probably the easiest way. I love that, brother. Thanks so much. Thank you. Drop me a comment below and let me know how this was. And remember to hit that subscribe button. If you're interested in growing your construction business faster and learning how to double your construction company using government contracts, I'll have that link down below. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. See you next time.